what goes up must come down. Welcome to the Brand Breakdown. I'm Michelle. And I'm Courtney. And this is where we're going to track the rise and fall of big brands, from companies to celebs to pop culture phenoms and everything in between. Let's get started. So I know today we're going to be talking about the timeline of Meghan and Harry's relationship, but I want to go back to how they actually met because I think it's kind of a really sweet, normal story. So can you give us kind of the highlights of how that happened? Yeah. So the way Harry and Meghan met is really interesting in that it's the same way so many of us have met somebody that we are, you know, you end up dating or you are friends with or whatever. And basically they were introduced through a mutual friend because Harry saw a photo of Meghan on his friend's Instagram feed and was like, hey, who is that girl? Like, how can I, how can I get that girl's number? And so his friend kind of played middle man or middle woman for, you know, a couple conversations like, oh, Megan, my friend wants to meet you. How would you feel about that? Um, got Megan's permission to share the information with Harry. And then they basically, it was kind of a little bit of a blind date because they'd never met each other. Um, but I guess they started texting. Harry says that he got Megan's number and they were just constantly in touch. Um, so I guess maybe they were texting or DMing. Um, and he was like, hey, let's meet up. And so they met up. They went to dinner. They then went to dinner the very next night. They made plans to have dinner two nights in a row. And after that, they were just pretty much inseparable. So it's kind of a really sweet story. And it's a very normal story. Um, there was some speculation early on in their relationship as to who it was that introduced them. Because a lot of people were wondering you know, was it another celebrity? Um, People thought that it was one of Megan's friends, Marcus Anderson, who works for Soho House. Um, And it turned out that it was not Marcus. It was a girl um, or a woman rather named Violet. And she worked in the PR department at Ralph Lauren. So she knew Megan from working at Ralph Lauren. She knew Harry because they had some, you know, they were in the same social circle. And she just set her two friends up, which is such a normal, non-royal thing. <laughs> what I think is so sweet about their story is that he was late for their first date and then mm-hmm. was like super embarrassed. And I just think that's precious because how many how many boys have showed up at your door five minutes late or 10 minutes late or something's gone wrong? And it's always kind of endearing unless you, you know don't like that kind of thing. And then it's annoying and then you don't date them. But um, I think it's endearing. So I think that's kind of sweet. And They were real childlike together is what I read um, in an article. And I think that's adorable. Yeah, I think it was really cute. And Megan says, it's funny that she, you know, her and Harry, they go to a restaurant, he's a couple minutes late. And she actually had something to do right after that she had kind of squeezed in dinner with prince harry into the middle of her (laughs) schedule that evening and so she actually had to cut the date short and was like okay well i have to go and you know whether that was you know a strategic play as so many women are probably familiar with being like okay i'm gonna you know have an out (laughs) if this date doesn't go well i'm gonna have plans after just in case um or whether she genuinely like had something else to do but when she was telling him, you know, like, okay, I've like, I have to go. I have to leave by this time. He was like, okay, well, when can I see you again? Like, it seems like they knew immediately that they really wanted to see where this went. So I just think their story of 
their first couple dates are just, it's cute. It's very normal. It's, you know, you expect a prince to be like, oh, well, this other prince introduced me to this literal princess from another country or something. And you expect it to be kind of the way that it's like the way it is in a fairy tale. But Harry met a girl because he saw her on his friend's Instagram. William met his wife because they went to college together. Like it's all very normal in such a completely abnormal situation. And I just think it's really, it's nice. That's really sweet. Uh, However, not to rain on your sweet parade, but I've also heard that Megan said that she didn't know anything about Harry and didn't know he was a prince or didn't know he was a royal or didn't know that much about him, which I have to call BS on that. Because if you've yeah. ever read the news, you know who Prince Harry is. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, it just seems, especially, you know, again, like we talked about, you know, Harry went to Vegas in 2012 and he was playing strip poker with his buddies or strip billiards, I think it was. And, you know, there's like naked pictures of him in the tabloids. Like, you've heard of Prince Harry before. You know who these people are. Meghan also at the time was living in Toronto where the queen was the head of state. So his grandmother's picture is in like every public building. She's on the money. Like, this is... For her to have said, like, oh, I didn't really know much about the royal family. And, you know, I say that knowing that personally, I probably know way more about the royal family than any normal person needs to know. So I never would expect somebody. <laughs> I, Which I, I kind of expect- love about you, right? Like, oh, I love that yeah, about no. you. Sweet. It's it's my endearing little quirk, right? Like, oh, Courtney <laughs> One has of many. way too much info. <laughs> One of many. Um, so fresh. But, but I mean, I I think that like it, you would be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't know at least something about the British Royal family. And so for Megan, who, by the way, at this time was friends with princess Eugenie, um, she had friends, she was friends with um, Misha Nunu, who is very good friends with members of the Royal family. She's a fashion designer. And Megan was a close friend of hers. Um, like Megan was, is, she was kind of in that same general, you know, overlapping social sphere as we can obviously see because they were set up by a mutual friend. So for Megan to say like, oh, I have no idea about him and his family just seems a little bit far-fetched. You know, maybe she didn't know. And here's the part that like really throws me because, okay, maybe she doesn't know like all of the intimate details of the family and all of the history of the family and all of that stuff. But if you find out you're going to go on a date with Prince Harry... I bet you hit up Google. Like I, I mean, bet dude, you are Googling that. <laughs> yeah. And so Megan maintains that the only question she asked is, well, is he nice? And she said during their engagement interview, her direct quote is, I had one question. I said, well, is he nice? Because if he wasn't kind, it didn't seem like it would make sense. And okay, that's a fair question. Is he nice? I think anybody would ask that about anyone, you know, they might be set up with. But I cannot imagine that she did not end that conversation with Violet and then immediately start Googling and find out every single thing she could about the prince, the literal prince (laughs) that she was about to go on a date with. It just seems weird. I agree completely. So now we're, you know, talking about Meghan and Harry and we're Mm -hmm. Meghan's, um, Meghan's brand is an influencer and a minor celebrity Harry's brand is a royal and a much beloved kind of playboy um, Mm -hmm. and not playboy in the sense like, you know, dating so many women more like playful and still a boy. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> so um, let's let's talk a little bit about how they started dating and, and go from there and they established their kind of Megan and Harry brand. Yeah. So Megan and Harry met in July 2016. Um, the, the exact date of their first date has been in dispute. There have been some dates confirmed. Megan said one date in um, their Netflix documentary. There was another date written in Finding Freedom, which it turns out she was absolutely a part of. Um, so the dates are in conflict, potentially because at the time, Megan was still dating her ex-boyfriend, Corey. Um, if you take a look at her social media profile from that time and Corey's, you know, he's posting pictures of making dinner for her mother. They're of hanging out together. Um, and then she meets Harry and she goes on a date with Harry. And Harry and Megan's relationship from the beginning is a whirlwind. They both have stated that, you know, they were introduced to each other. They went on a quasi-blind date. They were making plans to see each other a couple days later. They were on vacation a few weeks after that. Um, and so they really, by royal standards, but I mean also just by normal people standards, they they kind of met and fell for each other really, really quickly. Um, and within just a few weeks, they were, you know, like a legit couple yeah, saying, you know, dropping I love yous and all of that stuff. Um, their relationship came to light in October 2016. So they did have a few months of privacy. And during that time, Megan had been flying back and forth to London. Harry was flying back and forth to Toronto. They were meeting up, um, like they went on vacation to Africa. I believe they went on a vacation to, I want to say it was Norway. So they had they had done some stuff. They had maintained privacy for quite a while. And then, um, they, and their, their relationship became quote unquote official because a tabloid reporter had gotten hold of it and was going to publish an article. And so that article was published. And then a couple of days later, Harry had his office release a statement about the press harassing Megan and her mother. And this was really an unprecedented move by a royal because there is something to be said, like you're dating a member of the royal family and there's a lot that comes with it. It's part of what Lizzie had been warning Megan about. There's a lot that comes with that. And one of the things is that there is that there's an incredible amount of press interest. Um, Prince William had been dating Catherine for like almost a decade. And the only time he ever issued statements to the press telling them to back off is when um, she was being literally followed to and from work by like a pack of 40 photographers. It was, I think it was around like her 25th birthday. They were doing the like, is there going to be a ring type of situation? Um, and they were kind of stalking her. And the only reason that he release the statement was because he was unable to provide her with security at that time. Um, and so, and it was also starting to affect her parents who obviously had nothing to do with her relationship other than being her parents. So Prince William, I think that was like one of the only times he released a statement to the press being like, Hey, can you please back off? Um, and that was after they had been dating for 
many, many years. And Catherine had been putting up with a lot of press intrusion. Um, There's this really kind of like heartbreaking video where Catherine and her sister Pippa are walking home from somewhere, maybe a bar, maybe a restaurant, whatever. And they're, I think it's, they're around, Kate was around like 22 years old. And they, this pack of paparazzi, there's like six to 10 of them, have them literally cornered. And Kate just has her back turned to them with her hands over her face. And her sister, Pippa, is literally begging the paparazzi. She's like, can you please leave us alone? We just want to go home. Like, we don't want our photo taken right now. Please just leave us alone. And you can hear Kate with her back turned to the camera saying, please, guys, like, just not tonight. And it's, like, heartbreaking. Like, the two of them sound like they're almost in tears. And they're just begging the paparazzi to literally leave them alone. And... There's nothing that William could do about this. There's nothing that Kate could do about this because, you know, that's kind of the life she had chosen by being with William. And then within a week of finding out Harry and Meghan are together, Harry is issuing statements to the press. So quick question about that then. So why was he allowed, since he works for the firm, so he at that time is a working royal, why Mm -hmm. is he allowed to make that statement, issue that? you know, um, dictate or whatever, that request. Why didn't the firm kind of put that down? So there's been a lot of speculation about that because, again, it was so unprecedented that it really caught royal watchers and the press off guard. Um, And some people have speculated that William and Charles, now King Charles, then the Prince of Wales, they felt a lot of sympathy for Harry because they had seen their own wives go through that. And, you know, at that stage, Meghan wasn't like on her way to wifehood necessarily. They weren't engaged, but this was the beginning of a relationship. And there's some speculation that Harry appealed to his brother and his father and was like, listen, you saw Kate go through this. You saw Camilla go through this. There's no reason it has to be this way. Like we can, we can do something about it. Um, that's the optimistic view is that William and Charles saw how much it was affecting Harry and how much he wanted to like do something to make it right. And they said like, okay, there's another view that Harry threw a fit and was like, I do not care, do it because I said to, or like, I'm going to just like throw a temper tantrum and not be a team player. Um, and then there is this third piece of speculation that kind of regardless of which of the first two is true this third piece of speculation has is tied to both of them in some corners of the royal conspiracy theory world which is that Megan said to Harry you need to make a statement so that people know that we are officially together because I do not want to be a girlfriend kept in the shadows essentially and did she do that because she genuinely did not want to be like living her life in secret and still kind of, you know, like the rumors about them dating had come out. A reporter had written the article, but the palace doesn't confirm this type of thing. So did she not want to live in the shadows because she wanted their relationship just to be able to be public? Or did she want in terms of what brand Megan could become? Did she want that benefit of being a Royal girlfriend and that benefit of the opportunities 
that that could potentially bring her way. Um, that seems so incredibly self-serving. Yeah. Um, it, I, I don't necessarily know where I stand on it. I think that honestly, I think it's more to do with that first scenario where Harry went to his father and his brother and was like, listen, please let me do this. Like the press has destroyed the lives of the women in our life. Harry at this point had had two girlfriends break up with him because they did not want to deal with it. Um, Chelsea and Cressida both were like, nope, don't want to deal with the press intrusion. Don't want to deal with the drama that comes with this. I'm out. And so I think it's very reasonable to think that Harry would have been like, no, I'm putting my foot down. This, I'm not losing another girlfriend because the press makes it too difficult for me to have a relationship. Um, Based on then, his memoir, that makes reasonable sense to me, mm-hmm. but also could can be could be combined with Megan wanting that sort of spotlight for her brand or her mm-hmm. um, style influencer blog, et cetera. I think it could be a combination, honestly. And I don't know that she, I don't know, Megan, obviously, I don't know that she's completely self-serving. Some of it could be like, hey, I need the press to back off. At the same time, um, uh, Harry saying, hey, I need the press to back off. And then at the same time, Megan saying, but I kind of want to be out there because I want people to know I'm your girlfriend because, you know, it's legit. Mm-hmm. So I think exactly. it, it might be, there might be a myriad of reasons why it came out, but then it also came out that statement to back off because I think she did want attention, but she just didn't want too much attention, right? She wanted to con- control that, which their yeah. whole entire brand is about control anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their opinion. entire thing is, you know, they want to control the narrative and Megan and Harry at almost every turn have lost control <laughs> of the narrative. Um, just because that's how social media and the tabloid press works. Um, But yeah, I do think that there's definitely an element of Megan, because think about it, right? Her and Harry have been dating for, what, less than six months. She doesn't know where this is going to go. She's, you know, maybe hopeful, you know, they're truly in love. She's hopeful that this could turn into a forever type of thing. But at that stage, she doesn't know. And so Megan is an intelligent woman. She's a very savvy businesswoman. And I wouldn't necessarily fault her for being like, okay, Let me see if I can ensure that something comes of this regardless of what happens between Harry and Mai's relationship. You know, that wouldn't be, I mean, it's super self-serving, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case (laughs) at all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard because when I look at someone like Harry, just based on the, you know, the books that I've read about him and the articles I've read, he seems so much more vulnerable than Megan in so many ways. So I can totally see actually Harry telling Megan within the first few weeks of their relationship, oh my gosh, I'm so in love with you. Totally going to marry you. And Megan being like, okay, I'm in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, there's there a lot of times in relationships, and I'm not saying all the time, and, and I don't have evidence. Um, there's one party that is kind of more in love, more invested than the other party. Doesn't mean that the other party doesn't love them, but they're just sometimes there's this unevenness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think that for Harry and Meghan, I think Harry has always seemed very much in love with Megan, just head over heels. And she has always seemed very much in control of their relationship. 
And I'm not saying she doesn't love him. I'm sure she loves him. She's had two babies and, you know, they left the royal family and et cetera and so on, whatever. But I think that I bet you early on he was like, yeah, you're the one. I just I just feel that in my gut. Um, but I don't approve yeah. of that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Harry definitely seems like a wear your heart on your sleeve type of guy. I mean, we look at photos of him and if he's in a bad mood or he's not happy, he cannot control the look on his face. (laughs) Um, So he definitely seems like somebody who if he was in a relationship and he was really into a girl, he might, you know, he might drop the L-bomb a little bit earlier than most people might. Um, And I do always think it's worth remembering that Megan is an actress. So it is possible that she was, you know, if she realized that Harry really liked her again, I'm sure she likes him. I'm sure she loves him. Um, but it's possible she kind of knew what to say and when to say it to speed things along a little bit. You know, if she, she might've known that if she pretended to be distraught about this press intrusion, it's going to garner some sympathy from Harry and it's going to make him act in a way that, maybe he may not have necessarily done so before just Mm. yeah just make him more the protector i think that's Mm -hmm. i think that's really legit i don't have proof of that but i do think that's legit um and she i mean she is she is an actress i mean i you know i don't know it's hard it's hard to tell what's genuine and what's not and i would not take away from her her love for her family or her husband or you know etc. But I do think there are contributing factors to other theories about what they have going on. So anyway, let's keep going. So they meet, they start dating. Um, so you said that there were multiple sources that Megan is the one who started planting stories and pushing for it to happen. And then it's confirmed in a statement. And then they say, mm-hmm. back off press. Um, and yeah. then they're publicly photographed together, I guess you said in December, or maybe you haven't mentioned that. It, it's like right around the time of the the silly trip to Whole Foods where Megan comes back and she's like horrified by the press. Um, but I believe that in December 2016, they had gone to get a Christmas tree. So they had gone to a Christmas tree farm. Then they carry a Christmas tree <laughs> back to Kensington Palace through London. Like this is not like... Carrying a Christmas tree through a city is not an incognito activity, right? Like, I, I mean, they could have had just, it delivered, right? Yeah. Could've, could've. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things where you think about it and you're like, how did you think that was going to go unnoticed? Like, you're carrying a tree through a city, like, and they went to a Christmas tree farm, which is packed with families. You know, it's like December... Mid-December 2016, you couldn't have picked a busier time to go out in public. People are holiday shopping, like, people are visiting friends and family, there's parties. And then it's like, oh, no, press intrusion. (laughs) Like, I don't it's just one of those times where it's like it felt staged. But, like, you're walking through the city carrying a Christmas tree. What did you think was going to happen here? Um, That's so funny. When you said it, you were like... You have a tree on your car. It reminds me of uh, Reese Witherspoon in Sweet Home Alabama. And she's like, you've got a baby in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a baby in a bar. Um, yeah. But like, that's the thing. It wasn't a tree on their car. They were literally carrying it. Like it's like slung over Harry's shoulder. That's <laughs> like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right? I don't even think like, I knew that. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's dumb. like people are gonna notice that, guys. Um, so That's just really like funny. silly things like that start happening where they say things that are supposedly organic. When you think about it for a second, you're like, that doesn't feel like it could possibly have not been planned. Or if it wasn't planned, you had to know it was going to be noticed at least. You know, you can't be surprised that you were noticed in that situation. Okay, so I want to circle back. So we talked about the Christmas tree. We talked about the going back and forth, which was all very strange and and really funny. But let's talk about the first time they're actually photographed together. Can you kind of give a, a little insight into that? Sure. So, yeah, they do this thing with the tree, and there's actually no photograph of them walking through the city with the tree, which is interesting that nobody grabbed a pic of that. But that's their first confirmed sighting. A couple of days later, I think it was literally three days later, they went to see a play in London. And that was the first time they were photographed together. They were walking down the street um, through Piccadilly Circus, one of the busiest streets in the world. Literally, you know, there's just hundreds and thousands of not only citizens of London who are up and down that street every day, but tourists flock to that area. Um, I mean, kind of on a lesser scale, think of Times Square in New York City. This is a very, very high traffic area. And so two or three days after the tree situation, Harry and Meghan go out and they go see a play and they walk through London to the theater to go see this play. And they're dressed very casually. They've both got beanies on. They look super cute. Um, they look super happy to be out and about and in each other's company. Um, and that's the first time we get a photograph of them. And it's always struck me as a little bit odd that two people who now, and I mean, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty on this type of thing, but two people now who have claimed so much to desperately want their privacy did two things so very publicly at the beginning of their relationship. Um, and it's always just been very interesting to me that they were dating from about July to October and nobody had any idea. Their relationship was completely secret. Their relationship comes out at the end of October. And then we still do not get a photograph of them until mid-December. So, and then the two things that they did that led to them being photographed, A, going to get the Christmas tree, and then B, going to essentially a tourist trap. They did two things that were such public things in such a public place that makes me think, Maybe they were trying to be photographed. Like maybe they were done with the whole, you know, of trying to avoid the press, trying to only stay inside Nottingham Cottage or being in Toronto at Megan's um, apartment. And they were just ready to like be out there. So they were like, okay, we're just going to go walk through the city and let somebody take our picture. And that will be, you know, just rip the bandaid off kind of thing. And it seems like they tried that with the Christmas tree thing and it didn't work. <laughs> so then they had to <laughs> go out two days later and like try again. That's kind of well, how I've always thought of the situation. <laughs> well, Piccadilly Circus is the place to do it because that's a bustling little area. And, you know, there's tons of plays and tons of semi-famous people and tons of people going in and out. It's a it's a really fun, bustling area. So, um, yeah, that was a good place to get their first photo together. Um. But, you know, Harry and Meghan managed to continue their relationship kind of under the radar. She's still working on suits. Um, 
he is now retired from the military and working as a full-time royal. And their first public event together is that she attends a polo match to watch Harry play polo. So this is the first time where, again, like, it's not a staged paparazzi setup, but you they knew that photographers would be there. So this was a little bit more of a planned situation. Um, only because whenever any of the Royals play polo or attend a horse race or anything like that, there's always photographers there to capture photos of whoever's participating and also the family. Like we always get photos of Catherine and the kids when William plays polo. It's just kind of part of the deal. And they know that going into it that like, okay, this is going to be one of those things where they say, look at the sweet family photo. Look how cute everybody is having a great day out. Um, And even though it's a private situation, they go into it knowing that it's kind of public, like, like Ben and JLo's coffee runs. Um, (laughs) They know it's a public event. And it's posh and aspirational and feels very wealthy. And people love Mm -hmm. to see that, you know, people love to, you know, not a lot of people ride horses. Not a lot of people can afford to ride horses. So, you Mm -hmm. know, seeing someone playing polo and wearing fancy dresses, it's very like Julia Robertson, pretty woman. Um, You know, you like to see those kind of photos because they feel, um, like something that you will probably never do in your lifetime, but feels aspirational. Like, oh man, I'd love to be there in my brown and white polka dot dress, wearing a cute little hat and gloves and smashing mm-hmm. the divots. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I get that. And, and polo is super fun to watch anyway. So um, anyway, so they're seen publicly together. You know, that was arranged. Um, yes. And then um, right well, after that. Well, we assume that, that like, you know, maybe it wasn't arranged, but like they knew it would be a public thing. Right. There are going to be wasn't. eyeballs on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then right after that, they go to um, Catherine's sister's wedding, Pippa. Yes. Right. So May 20th, 2017, Pippa Middleton gets married. Um, and fun fact about Pippa's wedding, she married James Matthews, who his brother is one of those Made in Chelsea stars. Um But James Matthews is incredibly wealthy, a multi-billionaire with a B in his own right. His parents are successful. They are self-made millionaires, maybe billionaires also, but self-made. And so upon Pippa's wedding, marrying James Matthews, she became richer than almost everyone in the royal family. Um, So good for Pippa. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Pippa and... James Matthews have this the society wedding of the year, right? The future king and queen are going to be there. Two generations actually of future kings are going to be there because Prince George was there as well. Um Spencer having been Spencer is um Pippa's brother-in-law, having been one of the maiden Chelsea cast mates. We've got a ton of celebrities. We've got socialites, we've got aristocrats, we've got royalty, um, we have athletes. Um So this is just like the wedding of the year. Harry was invited. um, And interestingly, Meghan was not invited to the ceremony. And there is some speculation around this too. Was it that 
there was rumors of, you know, there was a no ring, no bring situation, uh, which is very common here in the States and apparently across the pond as well, that when you've got only so much space for your wedding guests, if you're not engaged, you're not bringing a date. Um, So there was speculation that she wasn't invited because of that. There was also speculation that she wasn't invited to the ceremony because it would just be too distracting because there was so much attention on Harry and Meghan at that time that they didn't want to take away from the bride, which would be very noble. And I do hope that that is the reason. However, although she was not invited to the ceremony, she was invited to the reception. And this is where it gets a little bit odd because there's rumors that Harry kind of threw a little fit and was like, if she's not invited, I'm not going. And his brother and sister-in-law stepped in and was like, Harry, like, that's a really bad look. (laughs) You kind of can't do that. Um, And so the compromise was that she would be able to attend the evening reception, which would have a lot less media focus on it because at British society weddings, there's photographers out in front of the church as people are, people, including guests are arriving and leaving. Whereas the reception was held. Um, they do, they do weddings a little differently. I guess when you're super, super rich, you know, I had my wedding reception at a beautiful hotel ballroom. They, they being super rich, wealthy people with gigantic mansions erect basically an entirely separate building in their backyard and have the reception on private property (laughs) in their yard. Um, So she was invited to the reception. It's not their yard. It's their grounds. They have it on their grounds. Yes. On their Their grounds. grounds. Um, It's funny. They call it a garden. Like, Oh, they, they erected a marquee in the garden. And I'm like, a garden makes it sound like it is five feet by 10 feet wide. And like, this is multiple hundreds of acres, but okay. (laughs) The garden. Well, whatever. I mean, they call Frogmore a cottage. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> so, you know, whatever. That's uh, that's British speak and, and uh, not for us to discern. Um, yeah, no, not. I mean, just just good for them, right? Good. For, if they want to call it a garden, <laughs> they can call it a garden. Um, but so the speculation is that. Megan was invited to the reception because there'd be more privacy there. There would be a little bit less upstaging of the bride um, because the press would not be on public property. Well, Pippa kind of seems, for all of her billions of dollars and heady connections, she seems kind of low-key to me. Like, she doesn't seem like someone who's constantly vying for attention. She never has seemed very much like that to me. A thousand percent. And this... I mean, I can do a whole episode on the Middleton family and how they have just been from day one, from the time, from the day that Catherine met Prince William, the Middletons have kept their nose out of trouble, kept their mouths shut, kept their heads down, just kept going about their work. Um, You know, after the wedding, Pippa got, Pippa got a little bit of attention for that dress, um, and well, it was gorgeous and she did look amazing. So she looked phenomenal in it. Um, but you know, Pippa for a couple years, she was in her twenties. She kind of did the socialite circuit. She had had a job as an event planner prior to the wedding. She got a book deal. She was writing an article in Waitrose 
Matt Waitrose is a grocery store in the UK and they have like a magazine. Um, and so she was writing recipes and stuff like that. But for the most part, you don't see the Middleton family out and about that much. You never, ever hear them commenting to the press. Um, Catherine's brother, James, has been very public about his battle with depression. And he's only in the last maybe two or three years started becoming like a mental health advocate and taking on a little bit of a public role in that sphere. And he's also started a company. Um, And he'll do an interview when he's got a product launch or a big event coming up. And the most you ever hear him say is, oh, you know, my sisters have been really supportive or, oh, my sisters came with me to therapy and having the whole family support was just incredible. He doesn't even name his sisters, you know, like we know who they are, obviously. Um, But the Middleton family has just always been very discreet. And Pippa, like you said, like she's pretty low key. You, when we get a picture of Pippa, it's, she's pushing the baby in a carriage and walking the dog. And like, she could hire 1200 people to walk her dog if she wanted to but like she's doing it um (laughs) that feels excessive yeah no but they could afford it they wouldn't even care um again multiple billions with a b dollars it's just ridiculous um so yeah the middletons are really low-key pippa's always kept her head down and there was concern that Megan may upstage the bride with her and not not necessarily intentionally of course but just the amount of press attention that would draw to the wedding with Megan being there would just be a lot it would be too much and I don't know if you've ever seen photos of Pippa's wedding but it was breathtaking so I'm super happy that Pippa got to be the star of the show that day as she should have been. (laughs) Well, so she goes to the reception, Megan goes to the reception, whether Mm -hmm. or not Harry threw a fit or she was just invited. We don't really know, I guess for sure. Um, And then after that, we kind of don't see them again until she does um, that Vanity Fair interview. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting because around this time, Megan and Harry, like they pop up, then they go away, then they pop up and then they go the way. But there's always speculation. This is when Megan like really starts to be in the press a lot. Um, She references it later during the Oprah interview that she's like everywhere and nowhere. Um, But in September, 2017, Megan does an interview with Vanity Fair that was titled Wild About Harry. And this is just absolutely unprecedented. Royals very rarely sit and do interviews generally they none of the royal married in folks have ever done an interview about their relationship um for megan's part it said that she was very upset that the interview was titled wild about harry and that the article itself was focused so much on her relationship however obviously she sat for the interview and she knew what they were talking about and at some level, you have to say, well, you knew why they wanted to talk to you, right? Like Vanity Fair's never done an interview with you before. So obviously, <laughs> there had to have been a reason. Um, because at this point, I think Suits was in its fifth or sixth season. Like it's not like she was a no-name actress at this point. And Vanity Fair had never wanted to talk to you. So yeah, obviously, it's because kind of, of your relationship. Yeah, that feels mm-hmm. disingenuous to me that she would feel like, you know, that 
that's not what it was all about because Vanity Fair is very particular about who they interview and how they interview and, and fact checking. And I mean, it's a great publication. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, that feels disingenuous to me if that's true. Um, yeah. She, and this is the, in, and this is the interview that, um, they took out the mention of the Procter and Gamble letter, the ivory soap situation. This is that interview. So obviously they're very good at fact checking. Um, so, um, so anyway, she does the interview and then right Mm -hmm. after that, she goes to the Invictus games with Harry, right? Yes. Um, so this is, I believe, I'm not sure if it was the second or the third Invictus games. I'm pretty sure it was the second Invictus games. And, Megan attends with Harry in a quasi-official capacity. Um, This is absolutely unprecedented. No royal girlfriend has ever attended an official engagement with their partner before. You know, they they attend private functions. They go to weddings. Um, In fact, when Catherine and William were dating, she attended William's cousin Peter's wedding on his behalf because William wasn't able to go to his cousin's wedding. And so Kate went and that was kind of like the most official thing she did as a girlfriend is go to a family wedding that she would have been invited to anyway. Um, But Megan attends, you know, essentially a work event with Harry. When you consider the Royal engagements, that's the same as if you have a meeting with a client, you know, and like, (laughs) would you bring, would you bring your partner to a meeting with your client? No, because you're at work and that would be weird. Um, And obviously the royal family operates a little bit differently. And so Megan at girlfriend stage, and at this point they've been dating a bit over a year. Um, Megan attends Invictus Games with Harry. She is there in the capacity as his girlfriend. Like that's her role there. She's there as his girlfriend and it's a big deal. (laughs) 